to another episode of Product Thinking. I'm Kyle Evans, and this week we're talking about working backwards, insights, stories, and secrets from inside Amazon, a book review. The book is by Colin Breyer and Bill Carr, and talks about, as you can probably imagine, working at Amazon, some of the different principles and ways that they work, as well as some interesting stories from inside Amazon. So I was excited to dive into this one uh, because I have worked not at Amazon specifically, but for uh, some different Amazon executives. And uh, so have experience firsthand at different cultures, uh, very influenced by the Amazon way of working. And you know, wanted to get some insights from others who worked at Amazon for a very, very long time. So I know firsthand that we could all learn a thing or two from Amazon's way of working and solving problems. It's not perfect, and neither is Amazon, certainly, uh, as we can all see from uh, various stories that come out. But I think that the principles create a great foundation for any team or company to build on. And Amazon consistently out-innovates and outperforms most companies. So they're clearly doing some things right. And I wrote about that a little while ago in another article and also talked about it on another episode uh, about Jeff Bezos in Amazon. So you can find that in uh, the product thinking newsletter as well as in our episode list. So you should check that out. I have worked, like I mentioned, for several former Amazon executives who created Amazon-like cultures at other companies. Uh, So I was definitely excited to kind of dive into this book, and that was one of the reasons why I chose it. The authors were part of Amazon through most of its growth and were in charge of some of the highest profile initiatives Uh, helping to launch things like Prime Music, Prime Video, Amazon Studios, Amazon Associates, and so on, and have insights into many of the things like AWS, Kindle, and others uh, from the long history of Amazon. So super insightful uh, from some of the big successes of Amazon to some of the failures uh, like uh, Unbox and Fire Phone, some of the unsuccessful things which again, super interesting to see. I've, I've written about uh, Fire Phone in, and we've talked about it on, on some of our podcasts. Um, Unbox was one that I had forgotten about, but they touch on it in the book. So that was, was a good one to, to kind of go back on. It was kind of a precursor to Prime Video. Um, anyway, much of what they wrote about and the advice they give jibes completely with my experience. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to work at Amazon, which I haven't, or at a place that espouses the principles and practices like I have, I can tell you that they take them very, very seriously. Uh, it is a serious shift from the way that most companies work, but the value in shifting is immense. Uh, fortunately, you don't have to be at Amazon to work in an Amazon way, which is what the book is primarily about, as well as some interesting stories from behind the scenes, which I kind of touched on. So I'm going to dive into some of the highlights and takeaways from my perspective. So first off, 
something that we are probably all familiar with if you're familiar with Amazon. One of the key takeaways and key points is ban PowerPoint and start writing. Most of us are probably familiar with this. In 2004, Jeff Bezos banned PowerPoint and required everyone to use written narratives. This included a six-page narrative for business reviews, as well as a future press release and FAQ for strategic documents. Uh, The reasoning is that writing is harder. It forces more thought and more clarity. You can really BS a presentation. It is much harder to do that in a document. It also levels the playing field so that great speakers and presenters can't talk their way around people, even if the ideas aren't sound. It it ultimately puts the focus on the ideas. I remember when we started this practice at one of my organizations, it was tough for a lot of people. And it was strange to walk into silent rooms where everyone was reading narratives for the first 20 minutes of the meeting and then getting into the debate. It's a real culture change. But the change was incredible. I think everyone grew in a short time more than they had in years before because the expectations were much higher and the ideas became more and more refined as we debated them thoroughly as a group and frequently helping each other make our documents and ultimately our ideas better. I've written about this before that writing out your ideas brings clarity to them. It helps you understand them and it helps you help others understand them as well. Uh, I link to that article uh, in this week's newsletter so you can check that out if you haven't read it as well. Uh, The link is in the show notes. Uh, So check out that article on how writing is understanding its thinking It is a massive cultural change to do something like ban PowerPoint and go to writing. Um, I've had varying success on my own, pushing for a shift to writing over presentations, but it is definitely worth it. Uh, If you can do a Jeff Bezos as a company exec and shift completely to writing, I would absolutely do it. Uh, If you are not in that position, but you can start to bring that sort of discipline to teams or to parts of an organization, it's definitely worth it as well. That's part of the thing that they talk about in this book is that it's very fractal. You don't have to do all or nothing. You can take pieces of this and start to implement it. And these narrative documents, these future press releases, which I'm a huge fan of, can be implemented at at different levels. It's fractal. You can take parts of it and start using them. So that's the first thing. Second thing, define principles and reiterate them frequently. Uh, The book discusses how quickly Amazon grew and needed to define core leadership principles in order to maintain the Amazon culture. You know, Jeff Bezos was able to be a part of all of the early emails and hiring decisions and communication you know, in the very early days, but they grew so quickly that he wasn't able to do that. And so they had to define these principles and reiterate them for everyone. But they not only discovered and defined them, but they had to reiterate them frequently in everything they did. And that's an important part of it. 
is you have to not only discover and define them, but you have to use them and reiterate them frequently in everything that you do. The principles and the vision should be the guide for everything. Without them, it's difficult to make quick, decisive choices because teams and individuals don't have any guides. That is why Amazon established its principles and why it's critical to establish principles for your organization or team as well. In one organization, we called them tenets, and I like that term. I've used it uh, frequently as well. We defined them and use them to guide all our decisions. They were core to our work and our team. And I've used that same idea in multiple teams and organizations because defining your core principles allows everyone to understand what you value most and allows them to make decisions independently and quickly. For example, if I know that we value the customer experience above everything, then when I'm faced with a trade-off between shipping a feature quickly to meet a deadline or holding back to make a better customer experience, the choice becomes very easy. That's the value of tenets, the value of defining them and reiterating them and then actually living them as a team, as an organization, and as a culture. So that's number two. Number three, single-threaded focus. I love this and, and talk so much about it. We've probably all heard of Amazon's famous two pizza teams, teams small enough to be fed by two pizzas. That idea is great and easy to remember, which was why it's probably stuck with most of us. But the thinking behind it has been updated to be single-threaded focus, which is actually much better. Small teams are great, but focused teams are better regardless of the size. Sometimes teams need to be bigger. Those smaller teams are are generally better, especially in product development, but teams and organizations need to be focused and autonomous. That's the real key. And Amazon has found that having a single leader who owns an initiative is much more effective than asking several part-time owners to drive something forward. Uh, in, in several organizations, we've called this a single throat to choke, which is a little tongue-in-cheek, but it works really well. To make things happen, somebody has to be responsible. Whether that is a new feature, a, a new market, or an entire business category, if someone isn't responsible to make it happen, it won't happen. And I've seen this firsthand as well. Without a leader responsible for driving a set of important initiatives forward, everything languished and was uncoordinated. Everyone worked as well as they could, but there was no person to pull it all together and drive it forward. And that is really the importance of a single threaded focus for a team and to have a single threaded leader responsible. So that was another key takeaway. Um, the next one, number four, input metrics. So Amazon focuses on input metrics or metrics they can control, such as new product categories, page load, time to ship, etc., and lets these drive the output metrics or outcomes. So the authors don't say it, but this for me has a very OKR feel. Uh, understand what outcomes you want to drive, free cash flow, for example, and then decide what inputs you can influence to drive that. The steps for this include defining the goals, measuring, analyzing, 
improving, and controlling, uh, according to the book. And Amazon is serious about this in a way that most other companies and cultures aren't. In fact, I've never been anywhere more attuned to metrics than an Amazon-based culture. Uh, This can be a real challenge. One of the hardest steps is identifying the right metrics and getting the measurements in place. And I've written about this in uh, several posts about OKRs. But putting in the work to identify and measure is a key to success. Because only then can you analyze and improve your metrics, both product and engineering metrics, which should lead to important business metrics. Uh, So that is the input metrics and less of a focus on the output metrics, which are the things that you can't necessarily control, but are kind of the outcomes of the input metrics that you're focused on. And then having the meetings and focus around those things. And I'll tell you, I've never had as many meetings and focus around metrics than at some of these Amazon style culture companies, which is a change from from many companies and many cultures. And it's a serious focus on how can we understand what we're doing, analyze it, and then improve on each of those things. All right, next up, raise the bar hiring. Hiring is an interesting topic that's come up in several books. Uh, Last month's post from the book Empowered also touched on hiring. Uh, And you can, of course, uh, listen to that podcast um, from uh, about a month ago or check out that article available at productthinking.cc. To create the best companies and cultures, it is the responsibility of managers to finding and recruit the best people. It's not just an HR thing. The process is important too. Amazon has structured interviews uh, which is an important thing, not just to have kind of free form, free for all uh, interviews where you go in and and you just talk about whatever you want, but to actually have a purpose behind the way that everybody is doing the interview and what each interviewer is driving towards. They also use written feedback to eliminate bias uh, between each of the interviewers. And then they also have somebody who is focused on raising the bar. So that person makes sure that the process is being followed, gets feedback from everyone, and can ultimately veto a candidate, even if the hiring manager is wanting to hire, just to make sure that the process isn't being short-circuited. This ensures that everyone coming to Amazon is actually raising the bar and making Amazon a better place. Uh, Found that pretty interesting. And finally, uh, last takeaway is focus on the long term. So Amazon is a company focused on the long term. Uh, This may be one of my favorite things about them. It is not about short-term profit or short-term ideas. It is about years. And they are willing to be misunderstood and place long-term bets. Too many companies won't do that. They are looking to make the current fiscal year better or increase sales next quarter. And that is the opposite of Amazon. I wish more of that long-term thinking permeated other companies. Um, I wrote about that, again, 
in a post not that long ago. Long-term thinking, the long-term view, and I also talked about it pretty recently in, in a recent podcast episode, so you can check that out. But we need to stop thinking about you know, just the next quarter or, you know, our, our current fiscal year, start thinking about the next few years, you know, the next decades, what will be best for our users, our customers and our business, not just now, but in the future. And how can we accomplish those things? And that's something that I have always appreciated about Amazon and, you know, the way that they think about things. It's, it's not just a quick experiment and if it's it's not going to work, uh, you know, give up on it. Looking at you, Google, uh, but really placing strategic long-term bets and having that long-term view. So, conclusion here. Um, enjoyed the book. Working backwards: insights, stories, and secrets from inside Amazon. You can check out the link in the show notes. Um, I've practiced many of the principles and have seen this culture in action, it is not an easy change to make, but can be very worthwhile. And the many of the practices that they talk about, um, very, very real, can seem very, very strange uh, when you start to, to implement them, but also very, very cool. The great thing is you don't have to make every change though. You can start to use some of the principles, some of the practices, like focusing on writing out your ideas establishing tenants for your team, uh, focusing on getting the data, having those types of meetings, and then expand from there. So that is the review and some of the principles from Amazon. A couple other uh, listens and reads uh, also included in this week's uh, post. Uh, product features, successful and unsuccessful features, and how to avoid failure it is a podcast that we also recorded uh, recently on product by design. So you know, we've all launched features that succeed and features that failed, but why are some successful and others unsuccessful? Uh, so we we took a look at some examples from both our own experience and from other companies to you know see what has been successful and what hasn't. And what makes a good feature and a good experience to learn from success and failure, and and took a look at, um, you know, features from Snapchat Stories uh, that have been you know really successful to unsuccessful things like Facebook Home, if anybody can remember that from a while ago, uh, to give some some interesting examples. So check out that podcast link in this week's. A newsletter. So check that out. And then another link uh, back to the office, an article uh, that I posted on how work isn't just about putting people into an office. It's about solving meaningful problems and creating value. And we shouldn't lose sight of that. You know, a physical office can help, but it's just a tool in the toolbox. And creative employees empowered to do great work are far more important. So creating the environment to achieve that goal, both in an office and wherever people may work is critical to the success of our employees and our companies. So how can we do that? How can we make that work? Uh, so check that out. Uh, again, I am Kyle Evans. I appreciate you listening and reading. Uh, don't forget to follow 
this podcast. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter, free weekly newsletter. And if you want to support, you can uh, subscribe to the paid version, which, which adds a few uh, additional newsletters uh, each month. Uh, or, you know, you can always give us a shout out on the social medias. Uh, at Kyle Larry Evans is uh, where you can find me. And uh, if you just want to leave a tip, uh, you can do that as well. Link in the show notes. Uh, that would be awesome. So until next time.